All right, welcome to another edition of Aaron Calling. Oof. We have joked that we have, we, I don't know the numbers anymore. I really thought I'd be good and keep track of the numbers, but I've given right. up. Yeah, no, it's 2000. Definitely 2000. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is two, this is episode 2000. Episode 2000. I have it written down on the wall. It's 2000. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. It would be like really recording been... one a day, every day for several years. That's right. People <laughs> think we're doing this live. This is all, we just have these backlogged. <laughs> yes. This is actually from six years ago. Yep. Yep. You have <laughs> no idea. You have no idea that we have we done all this. We recorded already. a podcast for six years and never posted them. <laughs> and now we're, we're posting them. We're just going through our <laughs> We never our told blog. anyone. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're... Uh, we're recording this during uh, the crazy times that's going on in the world, and we thought yep. COVID was crazy enough, and yet here we are with uh, quite the tension going on in the uh, U.S. So it feels weird to uh, be calling and, you know, wanting to just talk about records, but yeah. um, but I think we've uh, I think we both have kind of you know said, well, let's talk about our records, but I think we've both kind of directed some usual record buying funds of ourselves um, for donations and those things uh, these yep. past few days. So, Yep. A um, couple of different, I know that there's a lot of information floating around in our social media worlds, but, and there's tons and tons of places that people can direct their monies and there's like matches and all kinds of things. It's probably if you are a, a person who doesn't know where to kind of direct your energy, it's probably the best thing to do, honestly. If you yeah, don't know what I to do, so. like you can kind of, hey, where can I put where can I put the money? Because it's gonna it's gonna help in the long run. I will say that um, I did see today that on June nineteenth, um, it's kind of it's kind of confusing because um, so June nineteenth on Bandcamp, they're gonna donate all of their proceeds to right. um to some organizations i think they've yep. got one specifically but i apologize i don't remember which one it is right off the top of my head yeah um, but that's not to be confused with this friday which right is i think still sort of an effort to help people uh, maybe creators during the covid time when they're not able to tour um which yeah. is that if you buy music this friday the what fifth um then all that money will go to all of Bandcamp's profits will go to the artist which last time was like i think it was like four or five million dollars which is awesome yeah on the 19th if you buy music through Bandcamp, instead of Bandcamp keeping their funds they will donate that to that charity so i thought that was a a a good way for that i think i was i was kind of a little like oh man that seems so far away but um but you know Hopefully, we'll all still be motivated by that time to to be making those kind of notions. So, if you're kind of the person that's like, "Oh man, I want to buy some music uh, and support," I think that's a good way to be able to do that. Uh, yes, yes, and uh, your usual suspects as far as uh, places you can direct money: ACLU, mm-hmm. uh, SPLC. All these are dot coms or dot orgs either one yeah um what is it there's another one now uh until freedom i believe yeah 
that's a good one. Um, Minnesota I, um, Freedom. Yeah, I the Minnesota. Yep, yeah, I donated that one. I donated yep. to Colin Kaepernick's. Um, yeah, he has a national fund this morning, and for some reason, just the ability for him to have already had a say in this and be ignored, I felt like he's probably got a good platform right. that would uh, that would would help people out. And um, right. I think most of it goes to it may be another sort of bail relief effort. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that one was kind of interesting and unique. And obviously, there's a ton of local ones, so you can yes, all your local. Lots of local uh, Black Lives Matter uh, chapters will have places to go and direct your money. And there's probably, you know, if you look it up online, there's probably any one of a thousand uh, places you can direct your money locally that will that can get to the people it needs to get to when they need it. Which a lot of it, like you just mentioned, is bail relief for protesters who are being arrested um, who may not have the money or the means to pay to get out of jail once they get yes. put in, just depending on what they get charged with, which is like a whole world right whole now. Other thing. <laughs> whole other thing. Whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think the good thing though, about you and I always doing this podcast is we're, uh, as we've explained many times, we're, we're quite the consumers when it comes to music. And so I, yes. everything I'm looking at right now, um, it, it's also, there's also sort of this other interesting um thing going on that very much pales in comparison to the major major issues but um you know if you're ordering records right now and they're being shipped media mail they don't show up for like a week or two weeks now like and they all seem to show up on like one day so right uh the reason i bring that up is uh not to make the other things sound trivial but um everything i'm looking at i ordered a couple weeks ago you know and, and you know kind of before a lot of these things were happening and spent the money then and they just now are kind of getting here and I'm able to go through them. So, um, you know, my usual kind of like jumping back to what we were saying, where it's usually like, oh, I'll buy a couple records a week. I think a lot of that money this week has gone to, uh, right. you know, gone to those organizations. And I think it's a good thing. I look forward to the band camp, um, you know, yeah. opportunity because then you're sort of like supporting independent artists and you're supporting band camp you know, and their effort to give to charity as well. So it's kind of right. a win-win-win around for everyone. So, but, right. um, but yeah, I think, um, I think that being said, there was some fun kind of news drop. I yes. guess maybe that would have been last week. And um, yeah. I think it, it sort of rivals the Fiona Apple new, <laughs> new album buzz, you know, yes. that happened for a couple of days, but um Go for it. You, you, you bring us up to speed. <laughs> well, I guess I noticed there was, uh, I guess the shot heard around the world, so to speak, in uh, PJ Harvey Land was yep. that uh, she posted this uh, photo on her Instagram. I mean, I'm assuming it's her. It's probably somebody else. But someone posted uh, a picture of a bunch of cassettes, uh, and they were her first, I think, three records and with alternate mixes and demos on them is obviously like work tapes that you would get when you're working on a record. Um, and anybody who has listened to this knows that you and I have both gone on and on and on about how we wish that she would be able to, uh, release and reissue and all that her yep. catalog on vinyl. Cause it, most of it, if it ever got a vinyl, uh, pressing was done, 
many moons ago and it was very limited when it was and those are now gone and or cost a lot of money so uh everybody's kind of been waiting for the day when she could do that and then about four days later i think uh or maybe a week later uh it went live that they are actually doing the her entire catalog in a reissue campaign um but each record gets a uh, an additional record of demos as like a, a companion release. So uh, it's looking, it's looking good in PJ Harvey land. <laughs> and the first one it will be dry. Yes. Dry and dry demos. And I'm assuming when they put out rid of me, they'll just put out four track demos. Cause that was pretty much, I mean, that was yeah, an know, official right? release, but it was the demos for, rid of me so i mean maybe they'll put like extra things on there but yeah i I will say the only thing i find slightly intriguing about this is uh first of all it was really hard to sort of figure out how to buy it um wow pj camp if anyone would ever want to ever listen to this um you could make it a little easier for u.s buyers (laughs) Yes. However, that being said, it seems like maybe what they're doing is, and all you, I think that people need to do is just communicate this, but um, it seems like they're working really well with independent stores to carry them. So I was right. able to reach out to a local store. But when I did, I was like, are you getting the PJ Harvey reissue? And it was like, yes. You want a copy? And I said, yes. And then it was like, do you also want a copy of the demos? And so I think it's like, two separate releases do you know what i mean like it is so it's not like you get you know like a gatefold with the original record and then the demos than the other it's like you could you could pre-order dry through your record store but if you don't also ask for the demos copy you know you may not get well you you won't get that so yeah it kind of stinks because on the on her site on her site world there's like a combo move where you can you can get both for like cheaper than it would be to buy them separately yep as a pre-order but then and you have so to pay for the shipping from <laughs> right but they won't even ship it to you they, like uh, if you if if from the u.s you tried to buy it it just at the end it just says nope you cannot get uh, it. yeah mm. it's tricky i think it partially has something to do with the covid thing because shipping houses i have another uh, pre-order from uh ostinato records which i think is based in germany maybe but they have the same thing going on where it's like our our shipping worlds are like manned by like two guys right now and there's no way it's going to be able to get to you on time if at all so yeah you're gonna have to wait or it's just not gonna happen gotcha yeah so it could be partially that but i i also have this feeling that there was at some point there was like a limited 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 release in the eu or uk for some anniversary of like rid of me and i think it was kind of the same deal like it it never left the uk like just the thing so yeah no i don't know could also be like a two two pure records thing and like i don't know yeah whatever yeah i forgot about like you know shipping as far as things getting overseas i I mean i know a lot of people that you know sell records and a lot of people are having a really hard time uh you know i've got one that a guy hit me up the other day like where is this and i'm like i don't know man like somewhere in customs according to the 
According to the tracking, you know, I sold it through Discogs or whatever, and I was like, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Like, everything just seems really jammed up right now. So maybe, right. maybe the maybe maybe they just um, you know got the materials to uh, a stateside press and let them press it here and then uh, just distribute right. it nationwide for that reason. So. I did the same thing you did. I went to Chaz, my man at Bull City. I was like, Are you going to be getting those? And yeah. he was like, I should be. I have not officially heard from my personal distributor yet but like he's like i just basically i have to tell them that i want them but i'm going to and he's like i should know very soon if if they're actually coming through so cool seems like they're coming through it'll just be you know yeah when (laughs) yep well i'm excited that there it sounds like the whole catalog is going to get it and i'm sort of excited that it's like a uh you know not one of these all at once very expensive <laughs> things right. that would make me go. I don't know that I need them that bad, so it'll be right. able to be nice to pick them up as 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 they come out. You know what I mean? So so good good for good for them. Yeah, I mean, as I I kind of did the math, I think she's got enough because they're including the record she did with John Parrish. So it's like supposed yeah. to be a twelve month long thing. I think there's like one a month. Oh uh, really? I Oof. think there's enough for one a month, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, we do like one a quarter and spread it out over a couple of years, maybe. I don't know. Right. It seems like you could probably maybe like one every two, three, every other month. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. and it probably will work out to be like that because there's yeah. no way I don't I don't think unless they've already pressed all of them and now they're just ready to ship them out. But yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's good news. Yep. Um, and then, um, well, we got to talk about records next, or I guess I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants today. <laughs> I think I think we were. I think All right. We we're just gonna go hop into things we got. Let's do it. Um, you go first because I'm I'm looking at my little stack here. I can't figure out. Oh, I think we can share. Uh, we can share a, a purchase, right? Well, let's let's do yeah. that one. How does that? Okay. Stop? Uh, yeah, so we... Because we both you, bought these separately. <laughs> right, you you entranced me so much with this one. Um, uh, so you, I think, mentioned this last call, you found a big old pile of records at somebody's house, I believe, and, and these were in there? No, no? so um, this is actually, it's even more interesting. It's just from the, there's a Lebanon Antique Mall. <laughs> That's right. And so the Lebanon Antique Mall every Saturday does a live um, auction on Facebook. And you basically just have to comment to buy stuff. And like, yeah. it is, it's great, but it's a little, it's very long. It's very like, you know, it's a good old <laughs> Southern boy. Sometimes he, uh, you know, mispronounces names. He's, he's really great about it. I mean, he's a collector. So like, he's got a lot of great stuff and knows a lot of great stuff. But yeah, they just go through bends and like, you know, so... Um, I was just watching one night and these popped up and I just grabbed them both because just I never see these anywhere. So I was like, yeah, I'll take them. Right. And, right. And I knew you were obsessed with them. So I was like, immediately texting you that I got them. <laughs> and then you were like, great. Now I have to get them. So. Right. And then I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the they in question is uh, Living Colors, Vivid and Time's Up. Uh, both is a bang bang, which is their first two records, um, which we both found sealed copies of times up. Yeah. Which were on yellow translucent vinyl. 
It's so weird. <laughs> Which makes perfect sense because they kind of had a color, obviously, a color thing going. Uh, yeah. The record after this stain was like red. I have that on the uh, set okay. somewhere, and it's like in a red, and, and the CD are both in like a red uh, jewel case. Um, I think the cassette version was actually red itself. Um, but yeah, these were very formative records for a young Fordsy. Um, I was probably, I think, I think it was 88 for, yeah, 88 for vivid and 89 or 90, 90 for 90 90 for times up. So I was 12 and 13 respectively. Um, yeah, 13 about to turn 14. Uh, so yeah, this was, you know, this is some of the first music that I got into that was not my parents' thing or like something somebody from an older generation had shown me. This was like something that was new and was like mine sort of thing. So that's part yeah. of the like love of it. Uh, it was also like, hey, here's here are these guys that are, you know, this completely African-American band playing like this really loud you know, quasi metal thing when that world was dominated by white dudes with crazy yeah. big hair and thing. And I was just starting to get into skateboarding. So it like rode the line on the punk rock thing. And, you know, yeah. I was finding out about bad brains at the same time. So like this all made sense. Um, they were also talking about things that I was like, what? And a lot like the hip hop that I was also discovering at the time was like kind of opening the blinders a little bit about, you know, unfortunately things that are still now going on um and uh so yeah it's it's crazy that uh here we are good lord 31 years later yeah (laughs) and i'm still like those records are great (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean they're still you know i still put on i think i told you there's like a there's an ep that happened right after time's up that has a bunch of live stuff and like gotcha outtakes and b-sides it's called biscuits i think um it has some live stuff on it from like a cbgb's gig and uh it probably took over my my place as like number one release for them just because it was like kind of showed what they actually sounded like yeah. instead of like because it's very produced it's of an era it is very yeah, produced it is um the guy Ed Stasium that did the production. I mean, he was not known for like a subtle, <laughs> yeah, sound. You know, like the drums have a lot of reverb. Um, there's a lot of there's like almost too much guitar. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, again, it's of a time. But when you hear some of those songs translated into a live setting, you're like, wow! Like yeah, to have seen yeah. them play. You know, in, especially in a place like CBGB's, like wow like such a tight little spot would have been awesome. But anyways, I, I was just surprised that they weren't more expensive. Do you know what I mean? Like I think right. I paid 15 and 18 and 18 for right. the sealed one or whatever. Yeah. But even I on Discogs, 20... I mean, like, yeah, Discogs, they, like the highest they sold is like 30 for vivid and 20 for times up, at least the right. versions I have. And so right. I was sort of surprised that, I mean, I guess I understand Time's Up is probably not that well known. I mean, I don't really know that much about it and really haven't listened to it that much even, but right. um, but um, but even like Vivid, I was sort of like, huh, I would have thought that 
it's kind of in that era when like you know it's it's hard to find those records and right you know cult of personality was such a huge hit that it seems like yeah. people would want it you know what i mean even if yeah and it's still played today on like classic rock radio or whatever so like you know i was i guess i was just surprised um first one it popped up i was like oh yeah i want that and then um and then I was like, 15 bucks? Okay. You know, I guess right. I guess when you get in the 90s era stuff, you're used to having to pay more. So that was, you know, it was it was fun to get both those. So. Yeah, it was uh I mean it's definitely a it's definitely a crazy um oh hi, there's Ozzy. <laughs> hey dude, how's it going? <laughs> she is yeah, okay. Um but there's a, you know, there's definitely a thing that they have where, and I think I spoke to you about this already, where like Vivid probably probably got you hooked in, but unless you got like really hooked in, you probably weren't going to go to Time's Up. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe if you really like Cold of Personality, great, but then when you listen to the rest of the record, you're like, I don't know what's happening, and yeah. then you just weren't going to go. So it, at first I was surprised that there was like, so easy to find a sealed copy but then at the same time i was like there was probably a lot of those left yeah yeah because i don't think time's up yeah. really did anywhere near the numbers they wanted it to probably but yeah, i would agree with you <clears throat> well uh so yeah so we we're we're, we're twinsies on those twinsies <laughs> what you got what? next um which one should i go with well i'll kind of do an easy one i bought the um, the recent Runout Groove reissue of the Donna's Spend the Night. Um, oh, nice! And uh, it's a double LP. I there's something about um, this band that I always enjoyed. I've got their one of their Lookout uh, albums that I bought like really like years ago. Like so, you know, it's like the all pink one or whatever. And then right, they came through. Nashville years ago and uh, played Exit Ann and Emily and I went and saw them and their guitar player is just amazing. Like she yeah. was so, so good. And uh, I mean, some of the songs are kind of silly and campy, but like, you know, some of them are really catchy. And um, so this, this is kind of where it ends for me in their catalog. I think they may have done one, one or two more records after that one. Right. Um, I think this was their first Atlantic album. So this was kind of like the, Let's yep. go for it and make it big. But um, that would have been 2002, I think. So uh, that didn't really happen. But, um, right. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you know, an all-girl kind of punk rock band um, just playing catchy, great songs. Like, that, that's all I need. So yep. um, I have this one. And like I said, their other one um, with the pink cover. And so I, I think that's all I really need. But um, when I saw this one was being reissued, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll pick that up. And um Got it from my friend at, uh, at at Vinyl Tap, so um, kind of able to, you know, throw a little support their way too with some with some of the reissues coming out. So yeah, nice. I, I hate to say this, I haven't even really cracked it open listening to it yet, but um, but I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who produced that, Richard? Uh, Do you remember? No. I want to say it was like Bob Rock or somebody crazy, but it may not have been. I mean, they went. They really went for it. I mean, they yeah. really cleaned everything up and like, you know, take it off and um, yeah, all those songs. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of that time when like, 
record labels were signing uh, bands like this, you know, with, you know, the hopes that they'd kind of. Right. There was, you know, it's like. It reminds me of kind of like a rocket from the crypt type signing, you know what I mean? Like sure. the potential's there, it just never really kind of took off as big as it probably could have. But um, right, but yeah, you, you may be right on that. I, I'll have to completely if that run run up roof sends everything in those sealed. Yeah, I, I don't like them, but those sealed <laughs> things, and so I have to. I like it'll it'll be the worst sounding thing on here. But <laughs> if I do that, so, so we'll yep. just skip it. So, um. Let's see. His next up in my world uh, be Miles Davis, Miles in the Sky. Yeah. Um, one of my other personal faves of his catalog. Uh, another transitional record um, where he's going from uh, acoustic to electric. Uh, George Benson is on guitar on the first track, I believe. No, second track, Paraphernalia. Um it is a, uh, it's a big, what? Yep. <laughs> Ozzy wants to know about lightning bolts. <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. It's got like his, uh, his uh, second great quintet and they are basically augmented by George Benson at one point. Yeah. So there's uh it's nice cause it's like, they're kind of working on, he's working on that like static groove sort of thing yeah. that happens later in in uh in a silent way and bitches brew and all that but he it's definitely like chill like the the calm even before the calm of in a silent way like it's like yep we're chilling we're chilling we're chilling and yeah. uh it's great i do not have that uh i do not have another oh, yeah? version of that yeah i uh I look forward to finding it someday. So I was, yeah. I was happy when you when you got it because it like it's a, one of those you kind of forget about. You know what I mean? Right. So I mean, it's kind of like in a silent way. Like you kind of forget about how great it is, and then when you listen to it, you're like, oh, it's so great. You should listen to it more often. So right. And it's like a, I think this is like a '74 pressing. I think this originally was like a came out in like '68 or something like that. Oh, but uh, yeah, it's like a '74 pressing. It's in great shape. So yeah. Uh, we'll stay on the jazz thing. I got mm-hmm. my, my um, vinyl, me please, orange version of Shabaka and the Ooh. Ancestors. Yes. We are sent here by history. How is which it? is uh, um, it came out on Impulse Records. Can I tell you my favorite part of this whole thing? It's so it's so petty, but yes, is that they kept the original orange and black Impulse spine. <laughs> I just love nice. that so much. Like yes. to me, I was like. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, this is like a translucent orange LP, nice. double LP. And, um, you know, I have their first record and and love it. I, um, I'm i sort of slowly making my way through this one. I've listened to the first LP, haven't quite made it over to the second one yet. But yeah. um, it's kind of one of those that like, it's kind of the perfect like, I don't know, like, I just need to kind of sit down and, like, spend some time with it and maybe do a little bit of research on it and kind of right. d- dive into the whole whole thing. But um, when they first came out, like, on their first record, I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. And so when I saw that one was being uh, issued by um, a Vinyl Me Please version, I just went ahead and grabbed it. So yep. I'm excited it's here. I thought it might get delayed, but it, it didn't, so it's here. And nice. um, it's, like, it's sitting, like, right next to my stereo like because every day i'm like i need to put this one on i just kind of you know it's been crazy so but right uh, um 
but yeah, that one is uh, if if anybody's looking for some like more modern day kind of yeah. out there jazzy stuff, Shabaka and the Ancestors is a a good good new band to support. So. Yeah, that one's definitely on that, and all the uh, the Comet is coming stuff are all yeah. on my on my list. I have listened to all of it, but don't have it. Yeah, I on forgot the about the Comet coming that's kind of on my list too i need to yeah keep an eye out for that one so um i guess uh circling back around to yet another former episode i got uh one of these lovely king crimson reissues again Ooh. uh this time it was oh this one uh, this one shattered your i yes. said you can't change because you've uh you're on the you're on record right i'm on i'm on record about records um uh, King Crimson's Thrack is the name of the record. Uh, this is like 94. Uh, this was kind of, uh, I guess it depends on who you ask, but this is like the last time they were like super good for a lot of folks. Like this is the last, okay. like the last time where it was like, wow, they really yeah. did a thing there. Um, so they kind of augmented, uh, a big chunk of the band so now they've got on this one it's like two drummers uh two bass players and two guitars so they're basically doing like a mirrored trio and uh it is uh it's really good awesome. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like king crimson but it also because of when it is made I yeah. feel like the world kind of caught up to the sound of a band doing what they were doing. So it like yeah. it's heavier than sounds heavier than it did before, even though it was plenty heavy uh, before it like, you know, this came out like the same year as like super unknown, for instance. So it fits into that world of like Soundgarden and like even, you know, tool obviously very influenced by king crimson anyways yep. but like this like sounds like the connector between all that kind of stuff so um it's really good there's some you know there's some craziness on there for sure because it's king crimson but uh it all makes sense in the whole of the record and uh it's another one of those like 200 gram monsters uh double lp so uh yeah it's great you're gonna have to have like your own um your own uh shelf just for King Crimson reissues. <laughs> this, Boy, yeah, these records all... are so heavy. I gotta get a shelf. I know. They're gonna break the whole thing. Yeah, everything's gonna fall down. It's like, gonna be awful. <laughs> they pulled down the foundation of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, um, I got suckered into scrolling through a Carolina Soul uh, eBay auction thing <sighs> one day, and I, uh, um, this is kind of what I do. Like, this is basically my life. Like this, yep. this is, I'm going to give everyone a real, a real, like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit for how exciting things get here, uh, after work at night. Uh, yeah. We don't really watch TV. <laughs> like we, we always watch right. sports, so there's no sports on right now. So I'm just like, I don't know. So like, right. I basically sit and just scroll through like eBay and make bids on stuff and that's like records or like gear like broken yep. gear or whatever yep. and then inevitably i find myself i've said this before on the podcast so i'm like oh man i have so many bids out there you know what i mean right and then i get to politely watch everyone beat me and be like i don't have to pay for all that <laughs> stuff right 
Um, so one day I was going through, just scrolling through the Carolina Soul auction, and they had um, a copy of the Staple Singers Swing Low Sweet Chariot. Mm. And I've got so much of like the more, you know, R&B staple singers but i don't really have any of their gospel stuff right and so i bid on it but the problem is is like their gospel stuff like sells pretty well and yes uh gets bid up pretty high so i put a bid on it and i texted my friend tom because we have sort of a staple singers direct connection of like love and right them and mavis and so Texted yep. him. I was like, oh, I just bid on this. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. And he was like, I have the reissue. And I was like, oh, there's a reissue? He was like, yeah, it sounds <laughs> great. So I just went to Discogs, and there was a guy selling, like, uh, you know, the reissue for already less than what I was going to, uh, what I bid. So I just bought it from him. And then, you know, it wasn't long before I lost out on the bid. But right. um, so I got the reissue copy instead of the, I guess, whatever version they were selling. But yeah. it originally came out in 1963, and I think this reissue is 2016 on Pan Am Records. That sounds great. Nice. Um, and so picked that one up and kind of add it to my, my, you know, part of the fun of this is getting a little obsessive about certain artists. So right. um, Staple Singers is kind of kind of one of them like my yep. favorite is their is the 45 release of theirs and the song's just called after sex yeah <laughs> it's like the 70s just instrumental yeah. kind of weird yep. i'm like this is weird so i think uh, this was when pops was like i don't know what i'm doing yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so and i've got like a weird mavis staples disco record i bought recently for like 399 that I originally was like, I don't really get this, but I've been listening to it a lot lately. They've been like, oh man, this is, there's a couple really good songs on there. Right. You know? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was glad that like, I didn't get caught up in overpaying and bidding, you know what I mean? On like an original copy when there's a great reissue out there. And I need to kind of retrain right. my brain a bit when I see those things to be like, wait, if there's just like a decent reissue on this for, 15 bucks i'm just gonna get that <laughs> right right it sucks when the 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 reissue and the when there's like z almost zero or like maybe like one to four dollars difference yeah. either way in like the yeah. reissue and the like the og because then you're like or whatever version you can get you're like uh, i don't what do i do Ugh. well i forgot to mention <laughs> that this one was still sealed the one I bought. Oh, so wow, yeah. for me, awesome. I'm like kind there of a, done. For me, for me, it's like, all right, cool. I'll just get that because I know nobody's beat it up with. Right. You know, if there's a copy been floating around since 1963, either someone took immaculate, you know. But it's like that craft work you sent me from Carolina right. Soul the other day. It's like if you read it, like there was like right. a light warp, and it's like, well, I don't want right. to pay, I don't want right. to pay four dollars or five dollars less, and it still have a light warp if I can just wait right. and stumble on a copy be for 20 bucks you know what i mean right. so that's the fun of buying things online is you never really know what it's gonna be like right people have very differing opinions on uh yes uh, uh vg and uh, vg plus i'll say yes that. <laughs> i have definitely found in my carolina soul shopping world that they are a lot of people say they're conservative they are actually conservative. So if, yeah, yeah. Especially, I feel like, especially more so on. And this is not me being like, be my friend, Carolyn Soul, but yeah. uh, especially on the, like the eBay stuff, I feel like they mm -hmm. are like 
very careful with that to be like so that they don't like ruin anybody's day. Well, they <laughs> with have what to they be get. because some like, of that stuff gets bit up. You know, right. I've seen some right. of their stuff go for thousands of dollars. So it's like, yeah, we've seen like what I mean, 45s go for like 500 bucks. Yeah. So for <laughs> me, like, I would what? be the exact same way. I mean, if I knew something was going to go up that big, I'd want to make sure. And, you know, they, they've got those, um, especially on those 45s, they'll put little sound clips in there so you can yeah. hear them, you know. So. Yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, you know, like if you're going to drop the money, you know, and a lot of these right. guys, I think, are collector slash DJ soul type guys. So they want to sure. make sure that whatever they're getting, they're going to be able to reuse it. So, but yep. anyway, uh, so yeah. So when I was, I, the other thing too, is I didn't really want to get into a bidding thing on there because I knew like once I started bidding on one, I'd be like, well, I'm already in the game. May as well start bidding on others. You know right. what I mean? And then, right. Yeah. So, but i um, excited to have that one. Nice. Um, I got in the same purchase as the Miles in the Sky. I got uh, John Lennon's Shaved Fish. Shaved Fish. Um, yes, uh, which is a, I did not totally realize or know, I guess fully. It's like a comp of his singles up until that point in his career um, in their like 45 versions. So it's like yeah. their original versions that they got put out in so some of them are slightly maybe there's a slight difference in the way you've heard them um if they got released on something else but uh this has some crazy uh artwork and it also has some crazy song titles we won't go into at least one of them (laughs) um uh but uh it has a couple if not most of all of my favorite Linen jams all in one spot. Um, the the biggest of which is Instant Karma. I think that's like it's a really great. I, I think it's because of the drum weirdness that happens in that song. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I just love that song. Uh, and this was not very much at all. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll snag that in there with nice. the the miles to. You know, make the shipping a little bit easier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> stomach. It's like, oh, I can get two records and it's still only four bucks or five bucks, whatever. Like, yeah. Yep. I've been there many times. Um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, plays great. Uh, it's got the original insert, the whole works. So uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, let's see. I've got two left here. So I'm trying to yep. figure out. Um, I will do this one. So. Um, I picked up an album by an artist named Jorge Ben. Mm-hmm. Are yes. you familiar with him? And uh, yes. So, but like, if you go deep in his catalog, so like, I think the best sort of like reference to what I bought is sort of, um, it, it, it's kind of great. Like the liner notes is like, this is basically Jorge's um, Dylan going electric. So I guess... Right. Jorge Ben was very much a uh, sort of salsa or samba guitarist, like, you know, uh, kind yeah. of doing folk music. And then uh, he releases an album in the 70s called Africa Brazil. And yep. this album has actually never been released in the States. And then Vinyl Me Please reissued it uh, a couple years ago. Totally under my radar. I just stumbled on it, kind of digging online for nice interesting music and the first song um uh ponte de lancha africano 
probably yes. completely butchered that, but um, it's just a great um, kind of like upbeat, you know, funky. He's got these great background singers, and he he's yep. singing, you know, um, uh, and they they're always sort of like mirroring what he's singing or whatever. But yeah, um, the uh, trying to think of that. So it originally came out in 1976. Sorry, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. And uh, so this is a 2019 reissue. It's yellow vinyl. Uh, and oh man, I mean, I just absolutely love it. Like, I can't wait like to throw it in a DJ set because it's just sort of like, uh, I don't know, like it just kind of gets you moving. You know what I mean? So right. Um, um, it's available on streaming services, which is awesome. So Jorge is J O R G E, yep. and then Ben, which I was joking with Emily. Like anytime somebody has the last name of Ben, I just assume that's their first name. Right. You know what I mean? You know, it's right. like if your last name was Jack, I'd be like, wait, what? You know. So like, <laughs> uh, so I've ha- I've keep mixing that up sometimes when I talk about them, but um, but uh, yeah, really really excited about this. It's sort of in that like kind of like you know african funky kind of upbeat stuff and um right yeah i i mean that that copy is kind of hard to find i mean even that reissue like i found i had to put it on my watch list for uh discogs and like they were all in the 30s or 40s or more right and then finally somebody came in and i think just wanted to sell it and came in under that and i was like boop and bought that one so nice uh, yeah nice uh, all right, I guess final final guy here. Um, final countdown. I got the uh, vinyl reissue of the Wu Tang Clan's Iron Flag. Nice. Um, which is, uh, for whatever reason, the unedited version is impossible to find, or was maybe not, maybe not anymore, because at some point I just gave up. It's impossible to find in like uh like a downloadable land because i I wanted this record for a long time yep. uh and really the only place you can what's, find it what's edited like you mean like the like the non words like, or yeah, yeah yeah like the non oh, okay. ex- the clean version i should say gotcha, okay. um like i, I said why. bad words like we're like yeah. we're obviously both parents <laughs> that's <laughs> <Right>. a bad word <laughs> it's edited <laughs> um they cut out half the record uh <laughs> Which basically they do because it's yeah. it's kind of like what is going on yeah. uh, when you hear it. But um, so I found this. I think this was uh, just a, a Discogs perusal. Um, uh, this cat had this uh, and a bunch of other really good like hip hop reissue stuff. But uh, it's a double LP. Um, I think it was like one of those UMG like uh, certified uh reissue guys so it's like covers all glossy and pretty and all that fun stuff uh it's got a cool cool insert world double insert um but yeah it's great it's like post odb uh wu-tang so there's none of that wackiness i think this is one of those points where a lot of people start like saying like well that's their last like really strong like full album moment um and it is really good. It's like, I feel like it's up there with the best that they ever were, honestly. Um, everybody's performances are really great, even though I think it was also 
made it a point where it was hard to get everybody back together to do their thing. So it's kind of like they had to piece everything together. But, uh, but yeah, super good and uh, super nice quality, like 180 gram, the whole thing. So, cool. yeah. My last one is I posted this on Instagram the other day. Um, it is a band called Unyao Blackie. Yeah. And they are, uh, let me just read the back of the jacket. There's really no other way to explain <laughs> it. Unyao Blackie, or this is from Gabriel Roth of Depton Records. He said, uh, their sound is at once nostalgic and innovative, organic and exciting, mixing the rough swagger of 70s Brazilian pop with the grit and backbone of traditional American funk and soul music. Adventurous arrangements and tasteful production sharpen the edges and secure Unyao Blackie as the the dynamic new voice of the Black Rio movement. So again, this was sort of in a discogs digging. Yep. Uh, I can't even explain how I ended up getting there. Um, but um, this band released an album in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Then they waited twenty five years, and then they released <laughs> this one. And it it so on the cover it says Banda. Yep. Unyao Blackie, so I guess it's the Bonda sort of maybe part of the the album yep. uh, name. I don't know. I haven't really figured that part out yet. But um, the if you look them up, it's spelled U yeah, U it's spelled U N I A O and then B L A C K. And yep. this is also on streaming services. But um, this came out in two thousand six and. Mm-hmm. There's this w- sort of wonderful mix of like English titled and then just, you know, whatever other else, uh, I guess, Brazilian titled would be. But um, so they've got songs called like Everyone's a Winner and Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Everyone's a Winner is a cover. Um, I can't remember yeah. who originally does that song. E. Brown. I can't for some reason why. I don't know why I'm blanking on that. But um and then they do another song called like "Been So Long," but um, yeah, 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 just starts out like it reminds me of like it's just kind of like mid tempo funk jam, and it just remi- and it's got horns and everything. Nice. Kind of reminds me of like um, Beck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is sort of like when Beck makes those makes those type of records, you're like, oh, he must have been listening a lot to Meow <laughs> <Right>. Blackie <laughs> or whatever, right. but. Um, but it's sort of, it's great because I think there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. There's five songs on each side. And I'd say every other song is like a great kind of like DJ potential, but in a way where you're not like, wait, didn't we already hear this? You know what I mean? Right. Like you could, you could play like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you could play like, you know, a Scorpio or however, however nice. I'm butchering that and it, it, and have it like a total different vibe. So right. um, I actually kind of paid up for that one too, but um, yeah. But it happens. It's, it's totally worth <laughs> it. And um, I don't know. It's like been kind of expanding a little bit on the, you know, um, sort of the outer edges of trying to find some interesting things to listen to that aren't just kind of like either write down my usual indie rock, you know, lane or, you know, filling in the blanks with right. classic rock you know, Pink Floyd or whatever. This is right. sort of kind of King Crimson. Completely, yeah, King, <laughs> King Crimson, exactly. Uh, this one's just sort of completely kind of out there. But, you know, I feel like these are the ones that are going to get to be eventually like really, really hard to find. Their right. original record from the 70s is like stupid expensive. Yes. And uh, 
Um, and I mean, we'll I say they not. had a copy of that at Carolina Soul at some probably, point. Probably, probably. And it was like stupid. It was dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so when I first looked them up on Discogs, I was like, oh, bummer, you know. I was like, because I just right. really kind of want to hear this one song and have it for like a DJ set. And then I realized they had two records. And the one I wanted was on the most recent one. So, I mean, I think I paid like around 30 or something, which yeah. is so funny to me to say like, oh, I paid up for that. But like I pay $30 or more now for new records when they come right. out. Because that's right. just sort of the new weird benchmark for albums, which is crazy. Yep. So it's not really that crazy that I paid for it. But um, but I've been really enjoying kind of playing that one. It's kind of funky and fresh. So. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of switch things up a little bit. Yeah, it's awesome. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, look at that. Good list. I think we made that through in like record time. Nice. <laughs> We're very efficient. <laughs> we very are. Efficient. We are. We are. We are. We didn't get on any uh, salt and pepper rabbit holes this week. No. And I should. I guess I should. Then then I should end this by saying. You were totally right about salt, pepper, and very necessary is in fact very necessary to have in your collection. Because I played it, was like, guys, it's yes, I forgot, I forgot. I think I was texting you in the moment, and I was like, yep. I forgot all these songs were on this. I never knew the names of them, but no, I heard I them everywhere. Same. Same. And I was like, Same. oh god, I thought these songs were on the record before, but no, they were on this one. <laughs> yep. I know, I know, I know. Again, it's not, uh, you know, it's not something I think you have to immediately go out and no. uh, and must own. But if you have it, uh, if you have it, then it's good. That that reminds me, I I selected the White Stripes Distill right. uh, <laughs> uh, Vinyl Me Please this month. But did you uh, did, did, did you not. go for credits? Uh, I went for LP. Uh, Mr. Mr. LP's uh, "I'll Sleep When You're Dead," I think is the name uh, of the record. Uh, yeah, is yeah. that an older one? Yes, they. Uh, okay. So they got they put. I guess the whole deal is maybe they. I'm assuming, and this, you know, if somebody from Vinyl Me Please hears this, whatever you can correct me, but I feel like maybe what happened is they knew there was a good chance that uh, this whole this style whatever was going to get yeah. pushed and yeah. so apparently they either repressed i'll sleep when you're dead okay. uh, or or held some back okay. and because they will occasionally i've i've now through my reading figured out that they will occasionally put up some like secret swaps like they'll just gotcha. all of a sudden like drop a couple of records like if you don't want this one here's other yeah. couple others okay. when they sent out the email about the you know the break that's going to happen for the record of the month or whatever, because of that one being pushed back. They're like, you'll even have a chance to get this record. And I was like, Ooh, because as gotcha. we talked, I have a thing about the white stripes and there is no rationale for it. It just is a thing. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, my, my, my passion for them has waned over the years. But when I was into them, I was obsessed that I was trying to I remember, I was trying to buy as much stuff as I could find. And um, this was pre like third man moving to Nashville or whatever. So right. this was me like finding singles and stores and stuff like that. And then I realized that that was going to be the most impossible thing of all time. Right. And there's poor people <laughs> out there that try to do that, you know, with right. third man stuff now and God bless them. But, um, but I have 
their first record, I have Elephant, and I have White Blood Cells. In fact, I have the Sympathy for the Record Industry version of White Blood Cells, yep. which is uh, kind of a hot item. But um, I don't have the the style, the steel, however you say. I don't yep. have that one. So I was like, you know what? I'm you know I'm in no rush to really right. get anything right now. So I may as well wait it out and slot it in with the others and right. call it a day. Because so. I, I wouldn't probably buy it. Like, I know they reissue right. stuff all the time, but I probably wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'll spend 30 bucks on that. So. Yeah. I have, I mean, I, again, there's no there's no need in my even going down the rabbit hole of talking about them because <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I could not tell you <laughs> the one thing, like, okay, this is why they yeah. never did it for me. Uh, yeah. Once they got to like White Elephant and Icky Thump, I was like, I kind of, I kind of dig it a little bit more, but I'm still like, <laughs> and it wasn't until he, until Jack White put out uh, Blunderbuss that I was like, oh, that's good. Like when he put yeah, out 16 Saltines, I was like, man, that no, is like, that is like the single of the last like 10 years. Oh, that is funny. like, that's- funny because i haven't i haven't paid any attention to his solo stuff i never really got into it so that that's funny we're we're op, we're oppos on these we're we're opposites right. i will say though that i was surprised to see a third man record and through third vinyl man please. reissue record through vinyl me please <laughs> i thought that was a little like right wait are we just all feeding off each other now because that sort of seems like the third man's bread and butter but right um i'm sure they'll do it another another version of it through third man and you know there's yeah so there'll be the vibe me please version and then there's the who knows how many versions through um through um whatchamacallit but uh um through or through the vibe me please but yeah you know i was like yeah you know what i'll at first i was like well maybe i'll trade in for credits but then i was like yeah you know what i'll just write it out and and get yeah. it i did order something to them the other day and i'm trying to remember what it was but um i'm blanking on that now too but they've done a pretty good job of like having some kind of cool stuff, you know, yeah. available through their site, and like I'll order it, and you know, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I ordered that. So yeah, and it's nice that like I feel like they do a good job of like having a broad range of things, and it's not like yeah. you know yeah. they're not they're not zoning on one thing. Like even the you know records of the month are in three categories, but like that like what a either between classics or essentials they will like they'll stretch out sometimes and you're like what on earth is that but but you're like that's kind of cool that they put out a record that like you know i i don't care about that record but that's cool yeah you know um and and by the same token it's like you know sometimes you know you get you get a chance to get one like this lp thing like i was like that's awesome like i i really wanted that record but i didn't I didn't want it bad enough, I guess, at that point to join. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was like right yeah. before the roots or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh well, you know, whatever. And then I was like, dang, I should have got that. But <laughs> now I'm like, okay, now you here do. we go. Now you yeah. do. Good. So everything's everything's back. Yeah. Everything's, the everything's back in the balance. Yeah, balance is restored. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, this was fun, and uh, yeah, man. we will do it again next week. All right, brother. All right, bye.